Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Hello, my friend. How are you? We've got the holidays coming up, and my mom has come into town, so I'm excited, and my kids are so thrilled that she is here to spend some time with us. And we have our big Christmas Eve party that's coming up next week. So I'm really, really excited about that. And then for 2020, I've got my next group of enough opening up. So signups are available. If you're on my email list, there's a special announcement in there as well about the enough group. So make sure if you aren't signed up already that you do sign up and receive emails from me. Lots of valuable information. And so my enough group is for the, if you're like, what is enough? So enough is about becoming enough. So much of what I talk about on the show and we actually implement it. Maybe you're really hard on yourself. You're a high achiever and your solution has always been to overwork. (laughs) A lot of my, my clients who are high achievers, they're overachievers, but then they don't identify as overachievers, but their solution has always been, let me just work harder. Let me just work more. Let me not have boundaries. And then I'll finally be enough because other people recognize that I'm enough and that I can finally be enough. And it actually leads to burnout, exhaustion, and resentment. So the enough group is a place where we practice and become enough throughout the year. And it's really transformative. So if you want to join us there, you can go to the link in the show notes and there is the group information there. And it is a small group coaching program that I have and it's for a year. Transformative like no other. I just love, love, love the work that we do in there together. So you guys, my heart just gets so full. I love the notes and the iTunes reviews you guys leave and telling me, sharing with me a bit about your story and how this show comes into your life and what you've learned and how it helps you. It fuels me to keep going because I think I've been doing this for about how long is this? 2019, so over 13 years. And I think of you often of like, how can I help you change your life for the better? Not in a scary way. Change is always scary, but for the better, for you to become the best version of you. So today we have a iTunes review from Nick from Down Under, one of my favorite countries, Australia. Love, love, love Australia. Hopefully we'll be going back in 2020. And Nick says, I discovered Karen's podcast earlier this year, and they have become a regular part of my week. I have had a year of big decision and life changes, and I'm amazed how often I will listen to her podcast and find it relates it right to my life right there. And then I often share the podcast with friends, especially the episode about approval whoring. Thanks. I am so glad that the approval whoring really resonated with you and I think I've shared in that podcast about years ago, a listener had sent me an email and was really upset that I would use that word because it was so disempowering. And just for you guys to know, if you don't want to go back and listen to that approval whore, but we'll put it in the links, is that I really thought about that for a few months. And there was a part of me that wanted to hustle for this listener's approval, but I really thought about it. I'm like, okay, people pleasing. Can I call it people pleasing? That sounds nicer. (laughs) And I tried it on, like I would try on a new pair of shoes and I tried it on and I was like, oh, but the thing for me with people pleasing, it was too subtle. 
And it sounded kind of nice, like a good thing to do. So I just dialed up my approval whoring more by people pleasing. I was like, oh, but see, I'm being good. I'm getting that gold star. And what I know about myself is that I never want to sell myself out. I never want to whore myself out. And so what I was doing was I was whoring myself out for other people's approval. And that was never okay. And that is why I use the term approval whoring because it's a great reminder. It's a great boundary for me of no, Corinne, you cannot sell yourself out. That goes against your integrity. People pleasing for me just sounds way too nice. And it's like, oh, okay, this is what I should be doing. It doesn't work for me. So we're going to be talking a little bit about this today as we go into it's my job to like me. So Nick, thank you so much for taking the time and thanks for sharing your show down under. I love Aussies. I love them, love them, love them. I love the country and I can't wait to go back there. As I was preparing for the show today, I was thinking, gosh, if I could be the fairy godmother, this would be one of the topics I would want to be able to wave my magic wand and it would no longer exist for you because this is an area that I'm constantly coaching on is about other people's opinions about ourselves. Do they like me? Do they not like me? Did I say the right thing? Did I say the wrong thing? Did I do it good enough? Am I not good enough? And there's this constant hustling for other people's opinions. And that my friend is a lot of work, right? We just talked about how I was an approval whore and I call myself a recovering approval whore. And it doesn't mean that I can't fall back into it. Sometimes I will be in certain situations and I'll watch myself and I'm like, holy moly, what am I doing? That's a compassionate way. So if you guys are struggling with how to be compassionate, that can just be compassion, like being fascinated with what you're doing, not being judgmental, not saying, oh my gosh, Corinne, seriously, what the hell? You're a life coach, you're a leadership coach, and this is how you act. You know better. You shouldn't be doing that. Let's not shit on ourselves. That's filled with judgment. So when we hustle for other people's opinions, it's a lot of work because we're out there. We're trying to be who we think they want us to be instead of our own authentic self. And I know for a lot of people, like that word authentic is like, oh, it's been such a buzzword. It's been overused, but really being who you are, who you are meant to be, who the essential self of who you've been since the day you were born, and then who you've become through your life lessons. So we want to let go of this hustling because it's a facade. And even if you're trying to be who you think, one is what you think they want you to be. You don't even know if it's true. It's a facade and that takes a lot of energy and it's draining. And then anytime we're having facades and we're drained, that creates disconnection. So the thing that we want so much with each other is connection. We want to know, do you see me? Do I matter? But we have to like ourselves instead of, waiting on other people's opinions. That's so, so important because here's the thing. And I've learned this too, is that when people put you on a pedestal, they can knock you off. So when people may have great opinions about you and that feels so awesome, right? You're like, Oh, see, this is validation, but it's still dangerous territory you're walking in because at some point it can change. So you can still be vulnerable. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about dangerous. It's that vulnerable feeling. I, to this day, I understand vulnerability. I understand it's the pathway, the connection. I understand it's that, you know, part of innovation. I understand that it's so important. I still don't really like it, but it is the route that we need to go through to have what it is that we want. And vulnerability is uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. 
And so that's why it's dangerous because if we give our power away to somebody else of what do they like me and am I doing what I think they want me to do, it's dangerous because you never know if you'll fall out of favor. And let's talk about doing what you think they want you to do. So often with my clients, they may be saying that so-and-so has an expectation. They may or may not have that expectation. They may or may not want you to show up that way. But we think we have these stories of, oh, for instance, a client this week who doesn't want to get up and go to an early morning exercise class. And she's like, oh, but this woman's not going to want to be friends with me if I don't continue to go to this class. I'm like, yeah, but you said you're not a morning person and you're going to be really grumpy. So is the best of you really showing up? And if we can say no to that, the exercise class, but yes to something else, because my client really wants to be friends with this person. Why not say no to this and yes to something else? Often we think we must say yes to this. And instead, let's think, if not this, then something better. So no to the morning and yes to something else. Now that's vulnerability because you're changing what's been offered, but you're allowing yourself to be really shown up of who you really are versus who you think you're supposed to be in order for that friendship to occur. And when we act and be who we think we're supposed to be, what happens is there's a cost. And I often ask my clients this, and at first they're like, oh, there's no cost. There's always a cost. And eventually it may not happen in that moment, but over time it builds up and there's resentment, there's frustration, there's anger. There's, well, you're not the boss of me. Why are you making me do this? And the other person's like, I didn't know you didn't like to go to 6 (laughs) a.m. exercise class. I thought you loved it. You said yes. It wasn't like my favorite comment is it's an invitation, not an obligation, right? But so often when we're hustling for other people's approval and we're hustling for their opinions that they like us, that we are willing to sell ourselves out to get them to like us, but the other person may not even be expecting that. It may be an invitation without an obligation. And yes, there are those people who do have obligations. They're not invitations. That's not for today's show. So Hustling for other people is a lot of work. It's not authentic. It's draining. You're putting on a facade. You don't even know necessarily, is that what they want? And the other is, do you even like it? And is the best of you allowed to show up in those circumstances? One of the other things that happens is that when we want other people to like us, when we want other people to choose us, there's a promise. And I use this a lot of what's the promise? So what's the outcome? Like when we get into this transactional mindset, which is what we do, when somebody else likes us, what's the promise that we're believing? The promise is that if somebody likes me, that I'm okay. I'm not a bad person. I am a good person, right? That's the promise. But sometimes do you ever go and go, here's a person that I'm trying to get them to like me. I wish they would really like me. But do you ever ask yourself, do I like them? And that's really, really important. We give so much power away to people that we may not really like or whose values may be so different than ours. But then we're like, but they don't like me. They should like me, but they don't like me. And we get into this drama in our brain because we've given our power away to somebody else do you like me? And we don't even like them to begin with. So 
what's the solution to all of this? <laughs> One is it's your job to like you. It's my job to like me. It really is my job to like me because when I like me, the best of me can show up. When I like me, then I can be here and show up authentically to help you and provide value for you. And I can be of service and be connected to my friends and to my community and to the people I work with. But when I don't like me, then I'm constantly in this navel. I've been calling it this navel looking this week of, oh no, do they like me? Do they not? So I might not even be present in the conversations, in the potential connections with the other people. So I have some good news and bad news for you. (laughs) You ready? Okay, my friend. The good news and the bad news is the same thing. The good news is it's your job to like you. And the bad news is it's your job to like you. And why is that bad news? Is Because you can no longer outsource the job of liking you. You must do it. This is your job to do. It's an inside job for you to do. And it's your work, my friend, really. And the good news is it's your work. You get to like you. That is so important that you become okay to liking yourself. And it doesn't mean puffing up or thinking you're better than other people, but just liking you, going inside and liking yourself. That relationship you have with yourself is the most important because then it determines how you show up and connect with other people. And here's something that can be so mind blowing. Sometimes I'm like, really? But it's so true. You actually get to choose what you believe about yourself. You get to choose it. And I guess maybe this is what being in your forties is about, but it's taken me a lot of work to get here. And I often think about, I've shared this with my clients, maybe about 25 years ago, this male athlete told my husband one day that he didn't like me and he didn't like my coaching style and said I was too confrontational. And I was young. I was like in my twenties at the time. And that was pretty devastating for me. And it's so interesting because that has always stayed in the back of my head. And until recently, I hadn't seen him since the nineties and I just ran into him recently, but I thought about it. That allowed me to stay small. It was like, oh, well, so, so so-and-so thinks I'm too confrontational. And then over the years, I started saying, Corinne, but what is really your truth? Is it that you're confrontational? And I'm sure when I was in my twenties, I had much harder edges because things were much more black and white back then. And so I've learned how to not have as hard edges, but here's what I know for sure about me. I'm direct. I am fierce. I am loyal and I care a shit ton. And I know that about me. And I also know that I'm not a fit for everybody for my directness. They're like, Oh gosh, here she comes. We want nothing to do with her. And that's okay. That's really okay. Because when I think about not being direct, not having clear communications or clear expectations, especially when I'm in a leadership role and I've had to go in and do an internal check, the cost to me is too great because I'm like, oh, but if I don't address this and if I don't address this boundary at some point, what's going to happen is I'm going to have a lot of resentment and I could possibly blow and that's not good. So I'd rather be direct and kind, direct and compassionate. When I think of kind now, I think of it in terms of compassion. How can I be kind? Here's what's okay. Here's what's not okay. And do it in a way that it's more about the structure of it versus you're an idiot. That's not kind. (laughs) So what I know for sure is that I do like the fact that I am direct. I do like the fact that I am fierce. 
and that's okay. And, and I've had friends who had a hard time saying no to things. And those are really hard friendships to be a part of because they didn't know how to say no. And that made it really difficult as well. I'd rather to be clear and know than not clear and kind of ambiguous. So for me, I do like me. It's taken a long time to get here. That's why I wish I had the magic wand for you because really this is our one precious life. How do we want to spend it? Do we want to spend it filled with self-hatred or do we want to like ourselves? And that took me a really long time and it wasn't I thought accomplishments would make me like me. I thought I would be more liked by my accomplishments. There were all these different rules of when I could finally be worthy. And really, me being worthy of my existence already was determined the day I was born and every day that I get to be on this planet. So it's my job to like me every day. It's my job to choose me every day. So I want you to test this out for yourself. Commit to liking yourself no matter what. Commit to it. Be all in. Commit to choosing you. You choose you. And when you're not choosing you, unpack that. Take a look at what's going on. Because you get to choose what you believe about yourself. I like the fact that I am direct. I like direct. I like fears. I like loving. I like caring. Those to me are really, really important. I'm not somebody that can just phone it in. I really am committed to the work I do, to the people I work with, to the people in my community. That is how I choose to show up in my world. And sometimes when I think about, oh, I just want to have, you know, a job where it doesn't really matter. Why can't I be one of those people that don't really care? That's not who I am. That's not my hardwiring. This is who I am. I'm direct. I'm fierce. I'm loyal. I'm caring. I care deeply. I'm passionate. That is who I am. And I am not the right fit for everybody. I know that to be my truth. My friend, what is your truth? So I invite you, stop hustling for other people's opinions. Years ago, there's this very famous clip from Grey's Anatomy, and it was with Meredith when she was talking to Derek. And this is when his ex-wife had come into the picture. And for those of you that are Grey's Anatomy fans, you're going to remember this. And she says, so pick me, choose me, love me. She's asking him. She's being really vulnerable to Derek. But really, my friend, it's about you picking you, you choosing you, you loving you 100%. I'm smiling big for you. And if you're ready, I'd love for you to join us in Enough in 2020. So you be enough and you like and love yourself and you become your best friend and you have connections with others so that you rise up in your life. Until next time, I'm smiling big for you. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you'll love my weekly emails. I know you're thinking, Corinne, really? Do I want another email in my overflowing inbox? Yes, you do. Yippee, skippy, you do. These are short, they're sweet. On Fridays, I send out the Friday podcast. It's a great reminder that there's a new show and it comes straight into your inbox of the latest episode. Awesome. You click on it, you go straight because we all need reminders. We have busy full lives. And then on Sundays, I have my Sunday love column. And these are emails I write from the heart. They're filled with love. We need more love. We all do, myself included. These are short emails where you get a quick takeaway. So you can incorporate this 
into your life because people often want to know what to do and how to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a story that you get, or there's like one time I wrote about the 10 ways to practice gratitude. And that became such a great tool when one of the readers was struggling in the middle of the night, because it can be a scary place in our brains in the middle of the night. And she remembered the email that I sent about 10 ways to practice gratitude. And she was able to practice gratitude and fall back asleep. And that was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide awake.